0: KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helotech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX.
1: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the KMOX Helotech Home Improvement Show. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, my name is Rich Orris, and I'll be filling in for Scott Mosby, who is out on assignment today. And, you know, don't worry because I've got Scott's back today for the next two hours. Anything you may need around your home, feel free to give me a call today 314 436 7900 or 1-800-925-1120 1-800-925-1120 and you know for those of you that may not have heard me on the show before um, I'm a senior home consultant for Scott Mosby's company Mosby Building Arts and I've been run through the mill trained by and work with Scott for the past 19 years now so you might say I've been washed hand-dried and put away on the shelf by Scott Mosby himself so for today we've got a lot going on for you um, it is Labor Day weekend we got a long weekend We're paying some tribute to all American workers out there so lots of celebrating barbecues The weather is absolutely beautiful. Um, We're all getting our homes ready for the holidays. So, you know, let's keep it safe. But at the same time, let's talk about it today. You know, if you're finding some things around your house as you're doing this and you're not sure uh, what it is or what to do or maybe how to handle it, again, feel free to call in today. I've got your answers for you. 314 436 7900 800-925-1120 or 800-925-1120 so um, and, and you know I, I want to kind of maybe kick it off a little bit with just uh, you know the importance of getting to the right people getting the right information and you know getting the right answers to, to everything that you need and you know that is definitely something that We work really, really hard on at Mosby Building Arts and um, our consulting division, and really trying to be an advisor and trying to get, you know, great projects, but great answers and, and, you know, letting people make some really great educated decisions, you know, to what they're doing. So having experts in their field that can really educate and set things apart and just get you to really make some good decisions for yourself is really what we try and strive very hard for in the position that i currently fill with scott and so you know i had a i had a client ask me a while back about a dishwasher and we were talking about some different stuff I said, well i found this dishwasher it's really really cool you know mine doesn't dry very well and this one, like the the door opens automatically and it's got this dry cycle and it's supposed to be really, really great. And they, they showed me what it was, brand, model, all that stuff. And I said, well, you know, let me let me get to my expert because it does sound great, you know, and um, it does sound like it would work really well. And the funny part was I was kind of in the market for a dishwasher myself with really the same goal. You know the the house when we bought it just had a really you know builder grade type dishwasher all plastic inside it was it's like getting out of a swimming pool when you open that door you know with those dishes and stuff they were just so wet so so i called my expert kim zimmer and i said um and and she works at otco home and they have you know deal everything with appliances i asked her about that model said you know, what can you tell me? Does it really do what it says? Is it a good brand? Is it a good model? And it came out that, wow, she wouldn't even recommend, and they don't even sell that dishwasher or that brand because she said, you know, there's, they've had so many issues with them over the past five years. And mainly, um, coming up with leaks between year one to year five, you know, that you purchase it, you know, they, she said they just leak. And she said, we will not even sell this brand. And I was like, oh wow. Okay. So, you know, what a great thing to check in and really find out what's going on. What's, what's working, what's not getting to the expert in their field. So that you can truly have, you know, a great answer like that is just so important, especially in in today's market with all the different products and services out there. It's just really important. So I do, you know, I want to remind everybody it's a great thing. And I want to say that I did buy a new dishwasher from Aco Home and went with the brand that they recommended everything it dries really really well um it's working really well for us we've had it for about a month now and and it's really doing its job so it just shows that you know even the experts in one thing you know i'm not necessarily the expert in that exact appliance or all the brands i haven't seen you know everything so we all go to those experts and really ask the questions, figure out, see who's got the experience and experience means so, so much at this point, you know, so that's, you know, really just what I would say advice wise on anything that you're doing around the house, you know, get to the right people, get to what's, you know, get you some good answers and everything. And so as a reminder, I can do that for you today. So. The phone lines are wide open. We got a ton of lines we we got opened up here. So feel free to grab your questions, make your list, get on the horn, and give me a shout. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Got plenty of time, plenty of room for you today. I think we're going to get into our first break here and uh we'll let those uh phone lines start lighting up while we're gone and everything so stay tuned call in get with us and we'll be right back after these messages all right we are back and uh surprise surprise this is rich Orris filling in for scott mosby today and uh you know i've got everything that you need for today um, can take your calls can answer your questions can, uh you know, anything about your home, I know everybody's probably getting geared up for this long weekend and, you know, hopefully minimize your crowds, but, but have some fun, do some family stuff if you can, keep it safe um, for everybody, but have your barbecues, do a little fun stuff and give me a call about the things you're figuring out around your house, what you're seeing, what you're finding. Um, love to help you out today, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And speaking of calls, uh, I say we get right into our first call here with Mike, who uh, has something going on about dishwashers. Uh, so, Mike, are you uh, online with us? Yes, I am. Yes, Rich. Uh, welcome. Yes. Yeah, I, I, thank you for calling in, Mike. Okay, I
2: came in on the tail end uh, a few uh-huh. months ago, when you were uh, talking about dishwashers, and yeah. we're going to be in the market for our, actually our, our third dishwasher in the last six or seven years, shortly.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you were talking about Otco or something, or what was that you were talking about
1: so yeah that um so otco home is basically uh, a, an appliance store um they have you know all sorts of appliances they've got a few locations in st louis um there's one uh branch location out in O'Fallon, missouri so there's three or four of them around and is they, they,
2: a-u-t-c-o or how is that
1: or... uh yes i believe it is if you look up that Autco Ot- home I'll um, uh, home, okay, should
2: Appliance get center. you right to it. Right, yep. and just want you, you bet. can you mention, you said they, there's one brand that they will not sell because it's leaks, or they've had problems with leakage, and then one, a new one that you just bought recently. Can you mention those brands?
1: Uh, sure, yeah, I think I can. Um, so the one that was found was a Samsung that um, has some drying cycles in the door will open automatically and, and, and all this to like, really supposed to drive very well. And that is the one that they, you know, they said they would not sell there that they've just had so many problems with it. Um, and, and so the, the one that I bought that they recommended, which is one of, you know, a really good one. And it's not, I mean, there's way more expensive dishwashers. You're going to pay a pretty good price, but there are, higher up the food chains but really hoping it at a medium price to get more than you know five or six years out of it um but it's a bosch dishwasher so bosch has a really good line of dishwashers um, and a little more expensive but you'll you'll get a better you know value out of it we use them all the time here you know at mosby um and then you know um because we go through a lot of the stuff through Otco, and they're, you know, like us, they're just trying to get products out there with lasting value, you know. So if we offer a ten-year workmanship warranty on how we've installed the dishwasher, well, yeah. if it only lasts three years, why even, why even purchase that? <laughs> you know, like what is it? That almost doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So right. getting right, into we a better value. Years ago
2: and. When- that only lasted a several years, which we were kind of just heard uh-huh. highly rated yeah. Bosch, and we got a KitchenAid now that we've had mm-hmm. a few issues with, and I just started kind of checking and and yeah, I see Bosch is very high rated. We're kind of leery of buying yeah. another one, but might go that direction.
1: We might. Yeah, even- and I would say that, kind of. So okay, you know, talk to the experts. Get with them and and have the conversation. Let them know that you had one before because they might really have some information on what's different now, you know what I mean, and and stuff like that. And and let them educate you so you can, you know, make that really good decision. So, right,
2: right, and not to bad about Samsung, but I've been told not to buy Samsung appliances, buy Samsung TVs and things, electronic things, not appliances. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I so, uh, you know, I have kind of heard that a little bit, and I will, you know, one of the things that's crazy out there is um, the, the mm. when you go to box stores, when you go to, you know, Best Buys and, and all these, a lot of these places that sell appliances, and you see the appliances that are in there, those appliance manufacturers pay for their space. So uh-huh. you get to buy how much you want. So it doesn't mean because you're seeing, you know, 10 different units of this brand that that's like the best thing out there, you yeah. know, and, and the people selling them really don't know anything about them. My son worked at Best Buy when he was like 19. Yeah. He, yeah. he knew nothing about dishwashers, but he could sell you one, Right. you know, and he was a great worker for Best Buy. Right. So that's a, you know, kind of feeding into that whole thing. Get in front of the right people, get in front of someone that's been... Putting in dishwashers for twenty something years. Yep. Yep. You know. Okay. Great. Thanks for
2: your time. Richard. All right.
1: Hey. No problem. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the call. And uh, we've got uh, Larry on the line. Has some question about some gutters. Let's get Larry going. Are you with us, Larry? Yes, it is. Hey, thanks for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. So i sure. uh, had some water in my
3: basement after that really tumultuous rain. I've only had water in my basement twice in thirty five in thirty years. Uh, and okay. I, I, I installed uh, about a year, two years ago, some gutter guards on five-inch guttering. And I have one of these long ranch homes and a and a, and a, uh, a gable with a with a sort of the, the the valley kind of going into the entrance of the uh, gutter. So I'm considering, uh, re- and I had gutter guards. I'm considering replacing uh, the uh, five-inch gutter with six-inch guttering. Uh, to handle more volume from this and not putting gutter guards on because of the amount of water that that's going onto my roof, especially at this access point. And I'm also considering maybe a diverter of some kind to kind of break it up a little bit. Do you have any, any thoughts or recommendations on it? And again, it's a 1,400-square-foot ranch home, mm-hmm. a single-story home, and it's just that long gutter that runs along the front of the property.
1: Yes, house. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and what I might ask is, um, do you, do your gutters, would they clog a lot before? Do you have a lot of tall trees, and does a lot get in there if you don't have well, a Well, we do guard? have a couple of a tall, actually, unfortunately,
3: a couple of very mature white ash trees in front of the property. And so it has clogged in the past, um, and I've had to clean it out. That's why I originally installed gutter guards. Uh, which I, I had the, the mesh kind, the spring, the screen mm-hmm. kind on them, um, but I, but I, uh, you know, I've noticed that you know I've had a couple instances where water has run over the top of the gutter even with the uh, gutter guards on them and the and the and the gutters clear. So I I kind of need to think about that. But they're white ash trees, so you know with, with the boars, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep them. Um, yeah. So yeah, so the answer, yeah, I do have do have a couple trees that do do to put debris in the gutters.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that is when you get those, you know, those gutter guards like that—a screen, or you know, there's there's one we use quite often. That's it's kind of a flat one with holes in it. Um, it it kind of keeps the gutter clear, but really things can still get stuck on top of that and stuck in the grooves, and it just kind of moves your your cleaning and makes it maybe less often, but still needs a little bit of cleaning. So. If you don't have a gutter guard and you, and you kind of learn when the trees are doing their things and you, and you learn what time of years to really either clean them or have somebody clean them and keep them clear and understand that your downspouts, and if you have you know, PVC pipes that go in the ground, your cleaning goes all the way out to where that pipe ends. Even if it's underground, you, know, you wanna clear the whole thing, not just the gutter. Um, Cause a lot of times it could be in the pipe or the downspout. But what I would really say you need a good gutter person to do, a 6-inch gutter is going to help. It's going to move more water, but it's like anything. It can still get overwhelmed if you get too much rain and too much time. If you have any clogging, if anything's going on, you know, a 4-inch pipe underground can just get overwhelmed. Well, so can a gutter. You know, a 6-inch pipe will handle more water, but can still get overwhelmed. So you still... You know, you get a five, six-inch rain in a very short amount of time, you might still have that thing go on even with that six-inch gutter. But what I would definitely recommend they look at real hard is how many downspouts you have and where are they? Because that's one of the biggest things people miss. Yeah, I have, uh, and, and they have actually. I only have one
3: downspout on this long gutter, and there's really no other place to place another one. Um, on in this particular area because it would just simply be draining mm-hmm. to the front of my house because of the style of the home. And, the, and, and so, yeah, and, and that was the first recommendation that the people I had come out to look at it. They said, yeah, we need to go to a, definitely a larger larger downspot. And I'm not, I'm not sending it underground. I'm putting it out uh-huh. in the yard because I've never really had any problem uh, with, uh, with any kind of leakage sure. in the basement. It was just in this one area where I knew the water ran over the top. And, yeah, that was the very first thing they said, well, we, we've got to go with a larger downspout and actually extend uh, extend the actual um, release point a little further out. But, uh, yeah, it was the first thing, but, yeah, there's no other place to to put one, unfortunately, uh, on the yeah. property. And that's what – and that big valley and peak, uh, you know, the the gable is, is that mm-hmm. – I guess it's called a valley. The debris collects there, and, of course, it just washes right into that access point into the gutter. So – Do you you think a
1: diverter of any kind on the roof is a good idea? If not really, just it's, you know, how you tie that into the roof, you could end up with other issues with ice damming going on and things like that. If you tuck these things under the shingles, uh, when you tuck something underneath shingles that's exposed on the front edge, you really want this thing going back like 18 inches or better. Um, so, mm-hmm. it's a to really do a, a diverter inside of shingles, roof shingles correctly. It's a roofing project, you know, because okay. you need to take off like three or four rows of shingles. I would honestly recommend if I was doing it, I'd say three feet you know just to make sure that you don't cause other problems with snow and ice and things like that so you've fixed you know a gutter issue that only has happened twice in 25 (laughs) years but now you're you know getting ice growing backwards and leaking into your attic so um, I, i really probably wouldn't recommend that but i would i would say there's a formula for how much water what's the roof size how big's the gutter and how many downspouts that it needs and you may just be beyond that, even if they do a six inch gutter and an oversized three by four downspout, you may still be shy on downspouts, which it just lets you know that what you're up against. It doesn't mean you have right. to necessarily add one somewhere else. It'd be the recommendation. But if there's nowhere to go, well, there you go. You know. <laughs> so you just, right. at least if you figure out that formula, you can say, yeah, wow, it still might get overwhelmed in that 6-inch rain or 5- or 6-inch rain because of that. So that would be my biggest thing. But, yes, the bigger gutter, the bigger downspout will help and will improve and can help you more so than the 5 with the smaller 2-by-3 downspout. So does that sound good? Yeah, uh-huh. thank
3: you. I just have a real quick question. Do you know those boxes they put on the access point in the gutter? I forget what they're called. It's like a box that so you see them on larger properties. It's like a square box that, you know, the, 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 and then the, goes into the gutter. I forget what that's called. Oh, kind
1: of like uh, a scupper. Yeah, a scupper. scupper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that an option? Should I need it? Should I look no, I don't box think box? that's really on a, on a typical roof. That's really not going to probably help you enough to matter. And it would end up being a custom thing that would just, you know, cost money that probably would not help. You know, great okay so
3: well thanks rich i really appreciate uh your your advice and uh and thanks for the quality of your show and uh, the water yes. the uh, the uh, w- appliance advice is really good too i heard uh so you you really do good. recommend going to like maybe uh maybe a smaller shop to get more specialized yes. devices
1: okay all right Great. yeah absolutely definitely would you're very very welcome thanks for calling in and steve on the line if you could hold on we got to get to a break here but we'll get through that and we'll get to Steve and everybody else when we return we'll be right back. All right, Rich Ors here filling in today for Scott Mosby. So, we've got plenty of time we got like an hour and a half left, so a lot to cover, lot to talk about. I can get to all your questions and and can't wait to answer them all. I invite you to give me a call 314 314- four three six seven nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty and I am uh, a senior home consultant for Mosby building Arts, Scott Mosby's company and you know filling in for Scott today so we've got what you need we've got the information if I don't know the answer we can certainly try and figure it out get out there to our knowledge base listeners and see if we can get the answer for you so speaking of answers Let's get Steve on the line. has a question about building a sunroom. Steve, are you, what do you got going on? You're building a sunroom on your deck? Well, I'm wanting to have them put a sunroom up on there, but
0: how would be the best way to insulate underneath the deck so the floor would stay warm.
1: So uh, are you putting any type of... Uh, a mini split heating cooling system or any ductwork or anything out there to try and maintain it or so basically the, just the sunroom The sunroom is gonna
0: have a heater and an air conditioner one of them little window deals. They put in them. Yes. Yep hmm one of those. Yeah, 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 that'll definitely help deck, for sure the decks about eight foot off the ground seven or eight foot
1: Okay Do you know what they're proposing to do with the deck floor, the deck boards? Are they taking those off and going with, like, a plywood or something? No, it's
0: uh, PVC or vinyl decking is what it is, and that was going to stay on there.
1: Okay, so if that stays on there, that's going to be your hardest battle for... Keeping that, you know, area warm, keeping the the hot and the cold out, you know, all of that because, you know, your floor system isn't necessarily closed off and um, that's not necessarily a product that you could put like spray foam or something like that on it um, because the, the, the floor itself can kind of get bigger and smaller expand and contract and kind of that's why there's gaps you know predicted gaps between boards and things like that so that insulation is going to be a little bit tougher because really what when you're in an instance like that what you're looking to do is really um, stop air infiltration along with temperature difference so insulation can get you the temperature difference okay because if you've got a two by ten floor joist you can insulate that with fiberglass but then you you'll, it'll it'll help with the temperature difference but air will infiltrate around that and even if you put like a plywood bottom on it air will infiltrate around the edges around the seams you know, all over the place. So usually what we try and recommend is if you can spray like a isonine spray foam insulation in those cavities, then you can stop air infiltration and you can get a really good R value for temperature difference at the same time. But that's not really gonna okay. work with what you have on there with that flooring. So you'd have to go in and try and put something underneath that flooring to make that insulation not necessarily stick to the flooring if you use the foam or you use you know just a, a regular bat style insulation and then put like some sort of air stop maybe put like a tyvek house wrap or something on there something breathable but yet will you know help block some of the air and then put your plywood bottom and, and try and you know stop the airflow from getting to that but with gaps in those deck boards it's going to be very hard and then you're going to have areas where you know stuff can drop down into the insulation stuff like that um so it well, makes well, I, it a little bit I've tough thought
0: about i thought about maybe that harder uh, i don't know if, if it's polyurethane or styrofoam that harder styrofoam Mm -hmm. About two inches thick, maybe? Yep. Would that be good or bad, or
1: would that create mold or something? That might be, you know, um, it it could create mold and stuff like that because that stuff won't necessarily breathe. And if if you're getting moisture or if you're getting condensation on it, then, you know, you can start to create. Condensation, get wet, you know, mold, stuff like that. So, if you use that, what I might recommend is if you could get like a row of that in every single cavity up against the floor. And then, if you did the isonine foam spray the rest of the way down from there down, that'll really stop and block that temperature difference and, and really insulate it a lot better. But then you still need to do like that. You know, you're going to want to enclose the bottom of that with some kind of plywood or something like that, for sure. Okay. You well, know, so I'm, it's a little know. complicated system. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. I would. Uh, you're, the I, good thing is you're asking all the right questions. And what I would do is, if you know, um, get with the insulating company. And really try and find a good educated person that's going to actually look at it, understand it, and ask those same questions like condensation, mold, with this floor on here, with stuff going down, you know, and and really get some answers from them. But I think like some kind of backer like that foam and then isoning foam and then a plywood bottom is probably going to work the absolute best for you. Okay, but that you know uh, it's about
0: twelve by 20 is what the deck is. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea about what that would cost to spray that?
1: Oh, um, boy, it would probably be at least a couple thousand dollars probably, and then you still have to do the hard the hard foam or or plywood or something yeah. first, and then you still need to do yeah. your plywood bottom. You know, once it's there, so it's going to be, it'll be an overall investment that'll get you the best results. Yeah. If, uh,
0: on the bad insulation, if you put that in there, you wouldn't have to worry about the mold though, would you?
1: Um, I mean, not as much because you'll get more air infiltrating around it and everything and it'll be breathable so it can you know breathe air dry out moisture vapor can come out of it stuff like that the problem with the the poly stuff is it's it's not you know it's an actual vapor barrier so that moisture can't get through it so you want that on the warm side you know you want it on the room side if you do it and then you want to insulate very very well to make sure that the room stays the warm side, you know, um, but yeah. it definitely, it, 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 yeah, it, it can definitely cause some problems and stuff like that. So might be better off with well, just it, like a thin plywood and then your isonine foam, then you've got something more breathable. Yeah.
0: Uh, would mold on the outside of the house like that, would that be a big problem?
1: uh yeah it really because it could just deteriorate in you know deteriorate the plywood um start getting air leaks and infiltrating and stuff like that and you know and it would still add mold around because eventually it'd get into that floor system you know if it's oh, on the outside okay. it's going to work its way in there you know with okay. air and stuff and yeah it's still you want to keep it off keep it clean power wash paint whatever you know to to yeah. to keep it keep it away so all right is that okay. good for you Steve yeah yeah appreciate Thank the you call very you're very very welcome we got to get into another break here so patty if you can hold on the line we will go through this break and uh after that we'll get to you and we'll get to some more stuff we'll be right back Okay, Rich Orris here, filling in for Scott Mosby. You might want to call me Scott's right-hand man for the day, but I've got him covered. I've got his six the whole show, and after this segment, we've got an entire another hour, so I definitely invite you guys. You're finding things around the house. you got some questions. Get in on the fun. Ask the questions. Let's have a conversation about some of these things you're wanting or doing or or thinking about we can certainly help you out today 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 and speaking of the phones we got patty on the line talking about a question about bathtubs patty are you uh, on the line with us uh yes sir yay thanks for calling in what uh what's your question today ma'am Um,
4: Well, I've seen a lot of commercials on the walk-in tubs and Uh uh, I was calling to see if you recommend them and what an average cost is for one of them.
1: Okay. So, um, I mean, it really, really depends on the person's situation and um, what they can or or cannot do do um w- really what um what we do more so than not is like accessible showers that you can wheel into with a wheelchair or you know get in and out of very easily not have doors on the showers because um you know if you get to a point where you need assistance in your life you need someone to help you it just makes it harder to get that assistance if you have a door or if you're in a tub or something like that. So um, really what we look at and being a full service design build, you know, we're designing some of these, you know, ADA type bathrooms, really what our designers, and we have plenty of people that are, you know, specifically trained in Um, CAP certified and and ADA certified and everything on, you know, they have the knowledge of what works, but really what they're doing is taking that knowledge and and talking with the client and figuring out the situation to say, okay, is that walk-in tub the best thing for your situation? And, And what we find a lot of times is it might be okay for a while, but then Later on, if you need more help, it might not be the best thing, you know, five, four, five, six years down the road if you need something different. So is there a, a different way with, with a shower, with a handheld, things like that, that can really give you the space and the access and let you have the helper and work out? So personally here at Mosby, we end up, because of those theories, with more accessible showers than walk-in tubs. Now the other thing that you know we kind of advise about is when you think about the use of a walk-in tub, um, they they are a little bit to install because some of the drains really take a big drain or it takes a couple drains. It's two to three mm-hmm. two inch drains to get the water out of it. but when you use it you got to get in, shut the door, wait fill it up you're kind of cold a lot some of those times um and then what happens is by the time you fill this thing up what most a lot of people experience is all of a sudden now they got to go to the bathroom and they're like okay so i've been in here 10 minutes and and, and i've filled this up and and all this and, and now you're like i really wish i could get back out but this thing's got to drain and you got to clean yourself in the meantime so There's a lot of good things with walk-in tubs, but that's, you know, a couple of the things to think about that not a lot of people tell you, you know, that Mm -hmm. they're not, you know, because most of the people you talk to about walk-in tubs want to sell you one. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're going to talk only about the benefits and you got to figure out the downsides, (laughs) you know, kind of on your own. So that's just a couple of, you know, the downsides of how you actually have to use A walk-in tub but but they can work and they can be really nice Um, and price wise is really really tough because they can they can sway very very much and there's a lot of different companies that specialize in just removing your tub or shower and putting in a walk-in tub so the price from company to company can vary you know quite a bit also so it's kind of you know, I've heard about people getting them from, you know, four to 6,000, and then all the way up to, to 15,000 or so for basically just that tub, depending on what it is, how it works, who you're getting it from, all that sort of stuff. So it can get pretty expensive at times. So, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty wide range, not real accurate, but, cause there's a big sway on them, you know, so. I would say do mm-hmm. a lot of homework and and really think about it. Okay. All you know, right. does that sound helpful for you there, Patty? Yes, sir. All right, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the call, and uh, good luck to you. And hopefully, you uh, you know find the the system that you're looking for. So, and, and you know, I'd really advise checking into you know. Getting some professional advice, not just from one place, but really thinking about that on, you know, your situations and different people's situations and, you know, get with some certified people that, you know, can really help determine, you know, how that's going and everything. So I would definitely recommend, you know, trying to get to the right people like we were talking about earlier, if you can really find the right people for what you're looking for try a few people ask really good quality open-ended questions you know to those people so like you know when, when we were talking about you know the condensation and you know um steve with the sunroom had mentioned you know well you know what do you think about mold different stuff like that well ask questions like that to these people that you're talking about and really you know, or if you were looking at, you know, simply talking to someone about a walk-in tub, ask them. Well, what are the, what are, the, is there any negative sides? What are the downfalls to something like this that I might not know about? See how they answer that. Um, it will really point out. You know, are they are they being honest? Are they really, you know, figuring that? Are they really figuring out what's best for you, or are they just trying to? Sell a product that could work for your immediate situation, but maybe not work years down the road and and have, you know, a lot of lasting value out of it for later on. That's that's kind of the big thing is how long is this really going to last? Are they selling you something that in, you know, five years your situation is going to change and you're going to go, hmm, how, how does this work now? And maybe you're reinvesting to do something different and it would have just been super great to do that the first time, you know, and really, you know, figure that out and, and really get to a good answer the first time for the length of time you're thinking and all of that. And that's really what myself and what, you know, all of our certified designers and everybody help out with so well you know at mosby building arts is to take those situations figure them out analyze them and really get good advice it's really you know totally what we're after you know just to to get the best advice out there be honest about it and really figure out what's going to help and work for each individual homeowners and timeline in the house means the same thing you're going to be there two years 10 years 20 years it all means a lot so but we're going to get into our middle break here okay if you can hold the line um, through the break i will get to you immediately when we return in the next hour rich or is here filling in for scott mosby for we got another hour coming up so I invite everybody to give us a call <laughs>
0: KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helotech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Suburban Leisure Center on Olive, one mile west of 141. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on
1: KMOX. All right, Rich Orr is here, filling in today for Scott Mosby, who is often out on assignment somewhere, I'm sure, hopefully having a really good time. And, uh... We've got uh, Kay and Jim on the line, but I do want to remind everyone that we've also got another full hour here, so plenty of time for everybody, for everyone's concerns, and, and getting all your uh, answers to you. You know, we're kind of talking about, you know, um, the topic is kind of going to the experts. You know, how how to who to look for and the reasons to really get with and and talk to the experts. And so we can do that for you with anything around your house today. Feel free to give me a call. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So talking about calls, let's get to uh, Kay. She held on all the way through the break, has some water in the home question. Kay, are you on the air with us?
4: Yes, I am. Thank you. Um, I wanted to say that we recently bought an older home, and whenever we take a shower, if there might be a dishwasher running or maybe the washing machine's running, it definitely affects the temperature of the shower. It can go from normal to very hot, or it can go to very cold, and I didn't know if that might be something that would be an easy fix. My husband's pretty He's pretty handy, but I didn't know if it would require a plumber or if it's something we could take care of ourselves.
1: Well, um, so that is something that you probably can take care of yourselves, um, but it does take some figuring out and, and a little bit of skill and tampering with the device that gets installed. Um, so basically, the pressure regulator in the house is is one of the things that kind of can control that. And, and, you know, it adjusts the pressure coming into the house. So when one thing's running and then a second thing starts, it kind of adjusts that pressure. So it won't change what's going on, you know, into the, the rest of the house. So it'll hold the pressure where it needs to be. And then it can adjust it and raise it so that it can then start feeding, you know, more, uh, more things running. So you either, have a pressure regulator that, that is potentially not working or in, in a really older home. Some of them just don't have them. Um, and so either changing that out or installing a pressure regulator could, you know, help, uh, uh take care of that issue for you guys and make it not so bad, but you do really, you'd have to read up and learn, um, and, you know, installing it's probably not the hard part if you've ever done any plumbing or any supply line work, but adjusting it and getting it to work properly is probably where a little more experience, you know, might be a good thing in, in how that works. Because if you don't set it right and get it working right, then it's, it's not going to help, you know, um, so... If you're not well advanced in plumbing might recommend getting with the plumber for it and if you if you are you could venture into it yourself I'm sure there's enough information out there on the internet to teach you how to set it and you know tinker with it and get it working so
4: okay well that sounds great so it would regulate the pressure as well as the, the temperature um, equal
1: yeah correct? so it yeah because it doesn't change it helps it not change How much water is getting there and that's usually when your temperatures changing like that Is is what's happening is you know, like when you're in a shower, you know a long time ago And you're in the shower and you got hot water And and someone flushes the toilet It takes away the pressure of the cold so your shower gets really really hot all of a sudden And that's what the pressure regulator would take care of so if you have If you're trying to get hot water and you start like the closed washing machine, then the pressure regulator should add pressure to the hot water where it would try and keep the same amount going to both places, you know, where it doesn't adjust the one you're in as much. So that's the goal of it and kind of how it works. So,
4: okay, well, you know what? That sounds great. I think we'll do a little research and um, at least you've given us the direction on where to go. And I thank you very much.
1: Absolutely, no problem. I thank you for your call, and let's get to uh, Jim on the line with the basement stair question. Are you there, Jim?
0: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes, my basement steps uh, have a handrail on the solid wall on the left side, but if they're open on the right side. Um, is that a is that going to be an issue when I go to sell? Is that a code violation by chance or?
1: Um, is the basement finished Uh or is it just an unfinished basement? It depends
0: on you, how you define finish. It has uh, okay. a ceiling and and two walls with drywall and just throw rugs on concrete okay. floor.
1: Yeah, so typically um, it, it's not a big issue when you go to sell. It, it, they, they don't make you do as much when you um, sell the house as opposed to when you go to rebuild something so you know when they do inspections for for selling and when like the new person comes in and they do what's called an occupancy inspection they're they're not as strict and stringent on changing a lot of things um you know, to to the home where if you went to perform work and you got a building permit to say, well, I want to add another room in the basement or I would, then they would look at those surrounding areas and go, well, now you need to do this, that and the other because you're doing all this work to upgrade the home. So they kind of force you into a little bit more of that. So um, if it was okay. like that when you bought the home. And Uh and you go to sell the home, it's probably Uh not going to be an issue unless unless they change that occupancy permit code to start including something like that, because that's Uh that's the only other back burner to all of this is they change these things every two, three, (laughs) four years, adopt different codes and things so they can start taking the occupancy code and and kind of maybe adding a few things like that but they try and not do too much because it just it just really make it hard to sell any home you know if they came in and said no you need to update all this well gosh now i can't even sell my home because i need to put thousands of dollars into it you know so they do think and 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 work on that stuff and try and not make it too too terribly bad for everybody so so yeah i think if you Keep it the way it is. Remain untouched. You'll probably be fine.
0: Wonderful. That's good news. Thank you very much.
1: Good. You're very welcome. No problem. And uh, so I think we're going to get into our first break of this hour here. So, um, Marion, if you can hold the line, we'll get to you when we come back after the break. Rich Orr is here filling in for Scott Mosby today, and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. All right, we are back and Rich or is here filling in for Scott Mosby today. Hopefully, he's out having a really good time and everything and I can be the backbone for him here for a little bit and uh let him have his little hiatus for a day so we got a lot going on had a ton of calls coming in we've been talking about the reasons to get to the right expert the right people um, and really hopefully getting some great information out there so for everybody out there we've got plenty of show left plenty of time for more calls give me a shout 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 we can get with anything going on around your house, we'll do what we can. Scout's honor, we'll get you some sort of answer and uh, see what we could do for you. So speaking of answers, and this is definitely one of my crazy topics that I've dealt with a little bit out at people's houses. We've got Marion on the line looking to figure out an unpleasant smell. Are you with us, Marion? Yes, I am. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Situation. Thank
5: uh-huh. you yes we came um We came back from being away for about a week, and the minute we walked in the house, there was an unpleasant scent so I've looked on the internet about unpleasant scents, and uh, there's some suggestions there, but I know you're the expert so the the scent I would say is maybe uh, maybe like sewer gas I'm not sure, uh-huh. but it's on the uh main level and also on the second level. And then with the pleasant temperature, we opened all the windows. So the air conditioning hasn't been on yesterday or today. I do not smell the scent. So then I thought perhaps we needed to get our vents cleaned, but I noticed for the first time today, when I was on our deck outside the back of our house, I could smell that scent.
1: Oh, so you smell it kind of outside.
5: Yeah, for the first time.
1: Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so, and if that is a sewer gas smell, um, this is definitely a tough one because it could be coming from, you know, many, many places. Um, you know, any type of, like, floor drains in the house, um, a, a underneath like a washing machine if you've got a washer or dryer on like the first or second floor that has a pan yeah. underneath it with a drain hook to that pan sometimes it does those not drains it's in the wall you know okay so so sometimes drains like that or bathrooms that you know don't get used a lot the p traps the water can kind of you know just evaporate out of them And the smells start coming through. Usually some of those, you can eventually track them down to where it's occurring. Like if you were gone for a week and it kind of slowly went throughout the house, I could see it being everywhere. But typically you can kind of narrow it down to a bathroom or something if it's something like that. But there's also, you know, systems outside the home that depending on where your house is positioned um, how the sewers run away sometimes um, for certain neighborhoods there's pump stations that you know can put that smell out kind of through some of the pipes and stuff if there's anything going on with them or if it's just a heavy use time Um, I would think if you've been there a long time you'd probably either know about that or would have smelt it you know sometime before but there, there is also, you know, with the HVAC, um, there's kind of something that happens in the furnace at times and in the summer where you have a lot, you know, the condensate line needs to be running and you've got a lot going on cooling the house and condensation happening around that furnace. Sometimes that smell truly can be inside that furnace. And it's getting kind of pumped throughout Mm -hmm. the whole house Uh, i i think they there's a there's like this scenario i think they called it like wet sock syndrome or something like that (laughs) um yeah it's really like it almost smells like you know wet socks or sweaty wet socks or something that that happens in the furnace and can get kind of you know pumped out through the air around the whole house um, so it could okay. be something like that. So I would definitely recommend, you know, having the HVAC company come out and really inspect the, the AC and the furnace for anything going on, you know, like that to make sure they're functioning right and to make sure there's nothing inside that furnace. And, and it's just about time to get that furnace checked anyways, um, you know, coming yeah. in to, to fall here before winter, um, you're going to want to do that inspection anyhow. So I definitely recommend, you know, um, having them out and having them really check out that furnace and make sure it isn't something like that. Um, but smelling it outside, you know, kind of then, you know, makes me wonder of just like searching around the outside of the house. Um, you know, just searching around even inside and outside. Um you know, dead animals, a squirrel in the attic um you yeah know, there was or, or one time... something underneath the deck yeah okay. go ahead
5: i was I was just gonna say that years ago we we had an unpleasant scent, not dissimilar from this one, and it was actually a mouse had gotten into the vent above our stove, uh-huh, and had died in there the the exhaust fan. So it's similar to that, but we we have netting over that, so it, you yep. know an animal can't get in there anymore. So, yeah, and we're religious about having our our AC or HVAC system serviced twice a year, you know yeah. seasonally. So I will give them a call, and uh, I, yeah, I didn't know if there was know any what other
1: resource we should consider. You know, yeah, the the only other one would probably be um, checking like. The pest people checking for those animals, really looking around the house and things like that, maybe poking a head up in the attic to make sure, okay. you know, you're not like, oh, wow, you, you you get up, just poke your head up in the attic, you smell it real strong. Then, yep, you're like, okay, you know, so it's really a lot of just looking and investigating under the porch, under the deck, make sure that screen is still on that vent, you know, just really doing the, taking the time to be observant and really look around and see, okay. you know, what you might see something going on and, uh, okay. you know, try to find it that way. So the HVAC guy would be first inspecting the house, attic, you know, or maybe a pest guy to do that stuff for you. Um, and then possibly if it continues to happen, then, I, and, and it's happening on and off, then I'd, Start looking at the plumbing with the plumbers saying, okay, okay. do we think of something in the plumbing and what might be going on? I've dealt with a few houses like this. It's very difficult. It's very hard to find. I've got one we've been working on for a couple of years we've been trying to solve. And you find yeah, one thing and you find another thing. And we've probably fixed three or four different things. And it's still... Is like, how could it be back again? And it's just, yeah, it can be a very difficult situation. Maddening. You know, yeah, could, yeah <laughs> it could be very maddening. Yep. You got it.
5: <laughs> well, thanks so much. We sure appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate no problem. Advice. Yeah, okay, I appreciate nice the day. call. Thanks for calling in. You too. And for everyone else out there, we got plenty of time. We got another 30 minutes going on. Definitely feel free to give us a call. 314- Four three six seven nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty, and uh, we'll figure out whatever you have going on. We got a lot happening um, today, and uh, a lot of information out there. And kind of like you know, boy, that that situation with, with Marion's going to be could end up being a handful if it persists until you find something that. You know, talking about looking for experts, well, you could be looking for three or four different experts, you know, um, depending on what you find and or don't find and getting into the next steps and things like that. So, you know, a lot of times it could also be if the house is too tight and it's just not exchanging enough air, you could actually build a house too tight and have issues that way with you know, smells inside or carbon monoxide inside and things like that. So, you know, having a, a air relief system that actually pumps some, some outside temperature controlled, once it gets in there air, you know, and relieving some of that and exchanging old air for fresh air, um, that could come into play too, into something like that. Cause leave the house closed up for a week and, there you go it's it's everything's tight the air hasn't really exchanged if a lot of people haven't been in and out and you're active and moving and you know sometimes that just takes care of things because you're checking the mail and you're leaving and going to work and coming back and you got people coming and going maybe two to four people living in the house you get a lot of air exchange and then if nobody's there and it's tight that could kind of play into you know something like that also so Again, I invite everybody. We got plenty of show left. Give us a call. We'll we'll get your advice out there. And I think we're going to get into our middle break here, and uh, we will uh, have more to come when after the messages. All right, we are back. Rich Orr is here with you, filling in for Scott Mosby today. We've got 30 minutes left for you. Got plenty of time to get some more calls, get some more answers. Get some more stuff figured out for you. I invite everyone. Give me a shout. Let me know anything that you have going on. I'm sure everybody's kind of beautiful day out. They're getting ready for, you know, celebrations for the holiday, for the long weekend, or maybe you're taking the long weekend to get some work done around the house um, because you can't have too many people over and you want to try and stay safe and things like that and You know, so you're performing stuff around the house, maybe a little DIY stuff, and you're thinking, man, what? I wonder if this would really work good or not, or, you know, any type of advice you need. I'm here for you today. Got 30 minutes left. Give me a shout, 314 436 7900 or 800 925 1120. And, you know, we've been talking about getting advice from the expert and you know something that i do on a daily basis with mosby building arts in you know designing bathrooms designing kitchens and you know we were talking about the walk-in tub and stuff like that so i work with these designers on a daily basis on some of these accessible bathrooms accessible kitchens different things like that and you know what i'd like to kind of touch on is just working as a team because you know i'm not the designer um i i do not have a background my background is in construction not design Um, i am not the certified person but when you work as a team you know think about getting all of that advice all at once you know so typically you know, you get with a designer or an architect or somebody like that, and you kind of say, well, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And you get this, you know, what I would call a one-sided advice of, you know, well, this is what I would do. And, and you know, I just, a, a perfect example, somebody I met, you know, a few weeks ago, they had a plan from a designer to finish off their basement. And, you know, it, it, it looked good. It, it filled some needs that they needed. I need so much unfinished. I want this in it. I need a bathroom. One daughter's gonna live down here so I need a bedroom and I'm looking for a fitness area will fit all these needs. but as we're looking at it, you know I'm looking at the bathroom and where it is and how it's positioned and how it's designed and I'm like, well yeah you, you know looking at the construction advice, your bathroom's roughed in for this type of bathroom. And this person drew this type of bathroom and they really, you know, made a lot of changes and the size of the bathroom and everything else. And basically the bottom line was everything needed to be moved around. And there was two plumbing stacks that would need to be relocated in order to get this bathroom put in, in this area. And, and, you know, everybody's thinking, well, I already, I already got, you know, my roughing and everything so you know why is this so hard to you know get put in and and well we're moving plumbing stacks and we're doing all this different stuff you know to make this happen and you know we kind of talked through it and came up with a a way that we could do it with only moving one stack and we could kind of change the the size of the bathroom a little bit to make it where you didn't have to move the second stack. And then there's, you know, just a little less plumbing work and everything. But, you know, so typically you get this design, then you start to get this construction advice later. So then you're back to the design saying, well, can we do this or that to make this simpler, maybe make it less work, not cost so much, all that type of stuff. And And so, you know, imagine getting all of that advice, all up front all at once where that team, you know, has all that knowledge. So I'm on that team for that construction knowledge to say, well, maybe we show them a couple options and let's show them the bathroom where nothing moves. And then let's show them the one that, that the designer really liked that's the bigger size that really functions really, really super well and might have everything they need, but could come into a price point that, you know, is too much, um, too much work. And so or then let's go down the middle of the road and show them the one where it's a little bit smaller, but we only have to move one stack. And so you're getting to see the same bathroom three different ways in this basement design and getting to really go huh well that's perfect because now i can try and hit that you know the 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 budget goals and and work with all of that on what what am i really after and sometimes it it, it literally can go both ways sometimes they see that job that you know is really better will fit their need better And they accept that cost and they go, you know what, I get it. I understand why and I'm willing to pay that amount to get the bathroom that I want. And other people are like, Nope, it's just too much. And good thing, you know, we got the, the simplest one figured out because then I can really, you know, get the one that fits my budget a little bit better. So, you know, with, with myself with mosby with doing these designs and stuff we can really educate you show you this type of stuff and just get you into some really great advised wonderful projects for yourself that will work out for you with a great warranty with all that stuff with it so and, and all of our own people to get through the actual construction process this is another thing that it's you know really where the rubber just dives right in and meets the road and says okay now that I did get this great advice and I got the design advice and the construction advice and we've got somewhere that everything's perfect and it's where I want to be well now how does that you know construction crew come in what's their play in it and how do they get through it without you know, improvising or or anything like that, you know, on that design and everything. So, you know, having that all in house, having everything together, it's like the small business family owned, you know, um, but on just a, a much larger scale of how does it work and function and get through everything. We really have that put together well for everybody, I believe. And can really get to some really, really great things for everyone and get that advice across the board from all of the trades. So we've got the licensed plumber on staff. We've got the licensed electrician on staff. So, you know, for me, I wish I truly did know the answer to every single question out there, but I've got this deep bench to fall back on on all these trades. I actually have a brick mason that's an employee of mosby that i can go to to talk about this is what we're doing this is what we're thinking and we can really get things put together the best way possible for everybody out there so before today trying to do the same thing for everybody out there so we've got one segment left coming up plenty of time For a call or two to answer a question or two so if you've got anything going on feel free to give us a shout 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 love to help you out towards the end of the show love being helpful and just trying to get some good advice out there so we'll be right here and we're gonna go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back after these messages all right we are back rich or here filling in for Scott today. we are actually in the last segment and i've had such a good time love helping out love getting people's questions answered so we've got a few callers here let's see how many we can get through before the end of the show let's start out with mary who has a bathroom she hasn't used in a while um, are you with us mary
6: yes thank you i love oh, you very welcome
1: um, oh thank you
6: Yeah, um, actually, I called about the bathrooms, but could you tell me, what's a plumbing stack, (laughs) since you were talking about
1: those? So, the plumbing stack is basically like if you go um, in the basement, and there's a four-inch, like, um, in an older home, it might be cast iron, or in a newer home, it'd be PVC. Um, A middle-aged home, there's some plastic drains that are are, um, black in color Um, so it could be that too Um, but if so if there's like a four inch drain pipe that goes from the basement floor up to the first floor and typically that drain pipe will work its way all the way out through the roof to vent and get air into it so the plumbing stack is that pipe that works its way from the basement through the first floor and or second floor walls and out through the roof to get the vent in the air, you know, venting into it. That's the plumbing stack. So when you need to relocate that, it can become a, a bit of a, a an ordeal in how you revent it and the things that you need to do, you know, to get that that moved or or relocated. So, you know, it can be if anybody's out there had their plumbing stacks replaced, they know it's, it's not inexpensive to just replace it right where it is. So when you add moving it and breaking out concrete floor and doing things like that, it just adds even more to that expense. So okay. is that helpful?
6: Yeah. Um, Good. Actually, uh, I have a house that needs a lot of work done on it. And um, uh, some of the bathrooms haven't been used in a while. Okay. Um, and I don't know do you just go in and turn the faucet on or do you need a plumber or do you i mean is there air in the pipes or is something going to blow up
1: (laughs) (laughs) how uh how how long is a while to you is it like a year or two or three
6: uh one bathroom hasn't been used in a couple years
1: okay so um yeah so the main thing that you got to watch for is is that um the the fittings, the rubber stoppers, and, and the O-rings and the things like that can kind of dry out, um, and and basically stop stop functioning well, you know, um, and or cause some small leaks or something around a faucet handle or something like that if they they've they haven't been used in a really really long time and there's kind of the same thing to be said for like brand new out of the box but it was made 10 years ago and it's been in someone's basement for 10 years and they never ended up using it you know they can just kind of dry out so that's probably the biggest concern that you would have with your plumbing and so there shouldn't be air in the lines as long as you haven't like opened up any plumbing lines you know, to the bathroom or done, you know, drain the water out of the supply line. So air shouldn't matter because it should have had pressure the whole time. Um, So nothing's going to really blow up or anything, but you could end up with some leaks or drips or like the faucet dripping into the sink. You know, you turn it on, it runs, you turn it back off and then it's dripping. It just means that that, that, rubber washers kind of wore out, you know, or if you see it maybe dripping out the, the faucet handle onto the countertop, you know, at the back. Um, in a couple of years, I mean, really my, my direct opinion would be you're probably not going to have a great deal of problems. Um, and I'd be probably most careful with the toilet is like you know if if the toilet's been sitting there for like two years and hasn't literally been flushed in like two years i would not flush it and just walk away i would watch it (laughs) make sure it fills up make sure it stops and make sure that you know there's no issue you know with it from the tank dripping down you know out the back onto the floor or, or anything like that. I, I have no reason to believe it's just going to crumble or you're not going to get like this massive, massive leak or anything, but it could like not stop running because the stopper isn't, you know, hitting right because it hasn't been operated in two years or something like that. And, and kind of, you know, know where the shutoff is and maybe before you use it, try and Try and turn that shutoff and see if it will even turn. because that behind the kinda, toilet? Kinda? Yep, yeah, kind of coming out of the wall right behind the okay. toilet. That shutoff's back there. Um, and if it does start dripping or something, you'll want to be able to shut that off. So if that shutoff won't move and you can't get it to turn, then I may suggest, yeah, look at getting a plumber and, and tell them kind of like, you know this i can't get this shut off to turn so let's replace the shut off and then they can test the toilet at that time but you know make sure that's that's literally working and stuff like that so that if it did start dripping or it was running and not shutting off you could turn the water off to it without having to go and turn off the whole house okay. so If you did something and you couldn't get it off, you'd have to go turn off the main, shut off to the whole house. Okay, would be the next step.
6: Um, So when you were talking about the the uh, type, the stack, um, Uh in my basement, I have water starting to leak out of a black pipe from, and it it's from the ceiling to the floor. Uh huh. And, And when you started talking about that, I'm going, oh my gosh, I think that's what he, I think that's what this thing is in my house. Yep, it, it must be a plumbing stack. So if it's leaking, is that real bad? <laughs> um, really it's, bad.
1: It's it's not real bad, but it's definitely something that you want to get looked at and get taken care of. So it sounds like you probably have um, older cast iron pipes as your drain. Um, is the house it's older plastic. house? No, it's Oh, you think plastic. it's plastic? Uh huh. Okay. Um, so, what's the age of your house? Do you know? Is it 70s um, or pro- uh,
6: probably the 70s? Okay, kind
1: of- so, so you probably, yep, you have the black um, ABS pipe that um, it was kind of like a alternative PVC, um, and, and so if that is leaking, you know, from that stack somewhere, yeah, I would definitely recommend getting a plumber, getting it looked at and there's definitely you know specific ways to replace that because you can't buy that plumbing pipe anymore so you got to go to the white pvc so they will either suggest how they could do that you know correctly in that area or they may just recommend replacing that whole stack so that it's all the white pvc but they can kind of show it to you and let you know the cost and and all that stuff but yeah eventually it's it's going to need to be fixed and replaced for sure if it's leaking down into the basement.
6: So if it do, does that mean that like I have a big plumbing problem if that's leaking? I mean
1: um well it just means that yeah there's you know something's happened going on. to that pipe, the glue went bad or you know something's gone on with that pipe and um it, it can, you know, it, it might not be that big of a fix. It could just be replacing, you know, one section of pipe. and It might not be that bad. Or it could show them, you know, this is one symptom of a larger disease, you know, that uh-huh. they might recommend changing more of the pipe. And they can really look at it and educate you on that. So I'm just about out of time here, okay. Mary. But hopefully that was helpful for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
6: Thank you. So I love your show.
1: Thank you, you are so very much. welcome. I, I appreciate you calling in and sorry for Ann and Alice. We won't have time to get to you today, but next week you can get back on and Scott Mosby will be back and he can get some of these answers for you. So definitely uh, get back with him next week. And, you know, just want to let everybody know, man, had a great time filling in. I love doing it. I love helping everybody out. And just appreciate getting it done. So, hey, for everybody out there, Scott will be back next week. And I will look forward to talking to everybody next time around.